the sound I love to hear It's the sound of the Savior's robe As he walks into the room Where people pray Where we hear praises He hears faith Hello, family. I was doing some reading this morning and, uh, you know, I just wanted to share what I've been thinking about. See, I was reflecting on the Old Testament saints who'd walked by faith in God's grace. And I thought, even so, can you imagine what it was like when Jesus stepped into our timeline and showed us humans what that grace actually looked like? Today, we have the benefit of the witness of those who saw him and passed it on to us. So we can look back and see a unified story from creation to Noah, to Abraham, to Moses, to David, and through the prophets, all of which points to Jesus. All of the New Testament shows us people whose understanding of their history was radically reshaped by the revelation of Christ. But that got me thinking. Even Jesus' disciples kept having to have their perspectives adjusted as they walked with him, even after Jesus rose again and ascended and after his Holy Spirit came and motivated the early church. The New Testament shows a church that is growing in its understanding of what it means to be the body of Christ and bearers of his presence in the world. Paul talks about the purpose of the Holy Spirit's giftings in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read uh, verses 10 through 13. It says, He who descended is the same one who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming, but by speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which is equipped as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. Likewise, 2 Peter 3 says that the Lord is not slow about his promise as some think of slowness, but is patient with you not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. Jesus Christ is coming again, and it could happen at any time. But does an imminent return excuse our lack of hope for a unified church? Yes, uh, we're unified in spirit somehow. But do we revel in the individual priesthood of the believer at the expense of being a bride that is making herself ready? You know, I just want to close sort of with his thoughts then. I know that I've been quite proud about which side of the Reformation I stand, but has my pride prevented me from looking ahead and prayerfully imagining a time in the church's future history where each limb has truly become more closely knit together? I want to teach my children about the Reformation period of the church. From here forward, I also teach my children that the church is always reforming as we bring more people into God's family and bring our whole family closer together. You know, Christ could return soon, or not. I just want to invite you to stop for a minute and imagine the universal or Catholic church 500 or a thousand years from now. If the father gives his son's bride that much more time to prepare, what might she look like? Seriously, if you're still in this this long and haven't fallen asleep, just take a moment and imagine what might it look like?
start passing that imagination on to our children. You see, James says that the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That's in James 5.16. And when Jesus is praying for his followers, he asks the Father to sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. He says, as you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them even as you have loved me. Now, I can't imagine anyone more righteous uh, than Jesus, and so I'm led to believe that we are still on path to becoming completely one. And as the church makes herself ready, those in the world might just wonder what's going on. Now, we should be as bold about bringing ourselves together in the body of Christ as we are about bringing others into that body. Now, not this isn't about being naive about it, but why not teach our kids to teach their kids keep talking with other Christians and keep seeking that unity. Well, that's just my thought for the day. I love you all. I pray for all of our unity. Uh, whatever comes and whenever the Lord returns that we would just keep seeking that. So you guys have a great afternoon and uh, I look forward to you guys worshiping along with us in the future. I'll talk to you later. Bye. You did not have to live in chains now There's a key within your song to leave the past where it belongs, child And take a leap into